Welcome from Victim to Victory to our podcast. I am Miss Mary, your host and holistic wellness coordinator. Our mission is to share good news. You are not a victim. You are victorious. You can live a full, good life victoriously. We help people navigate from victim to victory by empowerment, encouraging you to live your best life. Simply put, encouragement and empowerment are our business. And this is what we do. Greetings and welcome from Victim to Victory to our podcast, episode 31. I am Miss Mary, your host and holistic wellness coordinator. Our mission is to share good news. You're not a victim, you are victorious. You can live an abundant life victoriously. We help people navigate from victim to victory by empowerment through education, which we do on this weekly podcast, encouraging everyone to live their best life by possessing the holistic approach, feeding the spirit, mind, body, and making it a lifestyle. Simply put, encouragement and empowerment are our business, and this is what we do. All right, it's prayer time. Precious Father, thank you once again for blessing us to have another day, Father God, and blessing us to be um, doing, having another podcast. Father, thank you for the listeners. Thank you for every home representative represented. Father, thank you for our guest today, Deidre. Father, we are truly blessed. We love you, and we just give you all the praise. As we come today, Father God, uh, with this podcast, I ask, oh God, that you will open our spiritual ears, Father God, and, and that we will not just be hearers, Father God, but we will be doers. And that we will continue to grow and take care of our bodies and live as you had planned for us to live. We thank you, God, for your precious son, Jesus, Father God, who gave us this opportunity and gave us his life so that we might live the abundant life. And so we want to do that. So, Father, we praise you. And once again, we give you all the glory and we love you and we thank you for all the blessings. We thank you, Father God, for supplying every need, Father God, and we continue to just give you the praise. It is in Jesus' name we pray. And we give you all the glory. Amen. 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 All righty. Okay. Um, what I want to do, first of all, I want to thank you listeners for tuning in to the podcast. And before uh, we get started, before I introduce our guests, I want to suggest that you grab a pen and paper or your computer tablet or whatever it is that you have that you take notes on. Uh, once again, this is an educational podcast, so it's always a good idea to take some good notes. Okay, so, um, you know, I am so excited, and I know for my <laughs> regular listeners, they're saying, so what's new, Miss Mary? you always excited. This is true. Uh, but and today is no different. Uh, it is our first podcast of the month. And so, you know, I always say I like to start off with a conversation, uh, educating and addressing our spiritual, our spirit. So um, it doesn't always happen like that. But this month it is. 
So joining me today is Miss Deidre Solomon, and I failed to ask Deidre for her bio, which I usually use to introduce, and then sometimes we don't, you know, we just sort of flow, because you know I like to keep it different, I don't want to do the same old thing all the time. So I failed to ask Deidre for her bio, so I'm going to introduce her as I know her, and then she will just share uh, more or whatever she wants to with us. So um, I know Deidre, she's a daughter of God, and Deidre Solomon is one of my faithful church members and Sunday school members, and she's also a paparazzi queen. So <laughs> let me just throw that in. So um, I want to welcome you, Deidre, to the um, podcast, and thank you so much for accepting my invitation uh, to join me. I want to. <laughs> I want to. Um, you know, I know. Uh, occasionally, when we were doing the teleconference, you would join us, and that was always uh, a pleasure to have you join us. And so um, today, um, this is your first podcast, and as I always tell my guests, you know, uh, it it won't be your last. You know, I you know I believe in power in my words, power in the <laughs> words, so it won't be your last. Um, some weeks ago, um, God had dropped in my spirit to have a conversation about spiritual gifts. And, you know, did you, I say this in Sunday school, we talk, when we talk about spiritual gifts, I always, um, I'm big, I, I, I believe so much in spiritual gifts. And, um, so I immediately, when God gave me the, when he dropped that in my spirit, he immediately dropped your name in my spirit as wow. well. And wow. Uh, yeah, wow, that's that's <coughs> truly and that's the truth. Um, so once again, I, you know, I try to be obedient and um, I think it's so powerful and it's so important that people know what their spiritual gifts are. And one of the things I love about, um, voices, you, you guys, I had my sister on Lois last week, um, from voices and, um, we're voices of faith, um, in, in um, Voices of Faith Ministries with Bishop Gary Hawkins as our uh, pastor. And so one of the things I love about Voices, and there are many, uh, we're truly blessed with a wonderful church family, but um, one of the things I love about Voices is they have, um, we have, we call it School of Faith. And there are some dynamic classes and some dynamic teachers. And one of the classes is spiritual gifts. And that's um, where I got a lot of education on gifts, too. I, I was familiar and I had taken a, a class in spiritual gifts before I came to Voices. But uh, it was a great refresher. And, and um, once again, each time and sometimes there's a survey. And so sometimes I'll take the survey. And it's, it's so interesting, Deidre, to see how you because you do grow in your right. gifts and even sometimes you discover some other gifts that you didn't, <laughs> didn't know you have. Okay. So um, I believe that knowing your spiritual gifts are so important because one of the reasons is because your gift is actually tied to your purpose. So I feel like that if um, you don't know your gift, then you really, you, you know, you really, uh, you sort of cheating God because that's, you know, your purpose. That's why he created you. He created you with a purpose um, in mind. He had a purpose for you 
um, and how he wanted you to glorify him through the gifts that he has given you, because that's what it's all about. So our conversation today, um, listeners, is going to be about spiritual gifts. So, um, but before we get into that conversation, Deidre, I do want you to um, tell the listeners, tell the listeners a little bit about you, um, you know, what you want, what you want to share. And then I didn't tell you later on, you get a little commercial break, so you get to get your ad in for whatever you want to put your plug in for. But <laughs> right now, just tell them a little bit more about your, your back, you know, your, your background. Tell them who Deidre Solomon is. <laughs> okay, great. For the listeners, thank you so much for listening. And Miss Mary, thank you so much for the invitation. But as Mary said, my name is Deidre Solomon, and I am an Atlanta native. Go dogs! Rise up, Falcons! Go Hawks! All right, all right. <laughs> I'm a mother. I'm a mother of two and a grandmother of one, with another one on the way. So I'm so excited about being a second GG. I right now I have been a member of Voices of Faith since 2004. I absolutely love my church. I love my pastor. I love my church family. I met Miss Mary, I want to say in our Sunday school class and just a gentle spoken lady, but with a warrior spirit. And I just sit silent sometimes when she speaks because she speaks with so much wisdom. So I'm, I'm just you know, delighted to be here. Like I said, Atlanta native, love, absolutely love the city of Conyers, love the state of Georgia, and, you know, just love life. I believe I have a huge spirit of uh, a comedic spirit, love to have fun and love to smile because in today's time we cry so much. So get a laugh in there every now and again. Yes. Oh, thank you, Deidre. That is <laughs> awesome. And you are so right. We need to laugh more. And I've been talking to God about that. And it's funny at work, I've been doing, um, it's the first of the month. So we to do, I have to do a calendar newsletter. And that's exactly what my, um, newsletter is about is laughter because laughter is you know I'm very health and uh, conscious so <laughs> laughter is great and I tell people I don't say medicine because when I say medicine I think I'm sick and I'm not sick I so I said it's a great supplement uh, but laughter is uh, the article that I read was talking about how laughter uh, it's good for all your emotional, your mental, your spiritual, every aspect. You know, it's a good stress reliever. And so it, it, it is. So we have to laugh more. We have to laugh more. So and Deidre does. She makes us laugh. You know? <laughs> and Sunday school, we have amazing class. So um, but once again, um, we're going to get back on our conversation about um, spiritual gifts. So Deidre, one of the first things um, I wanted to talk about is uh, what is spiritual gifts? Because, you know, sometimes I find that people and I didn't know either. And I, I, until I learned that sometimes people think that talents and uh, spiritual gifts are the same, but they're they are not. They're two different things. Mm-hmm. So um, and uh, just to just to um, doing the study, it says. Talent is a special natural ability or aptitude 
Uh, mm-hmm. For example, it gave the talent a drawing, and, and as we think about when people can sing, you know you're born with it, but once again, you can enhance your talents as you mm-hmm. grow. So mm-hmm. that's something that you're actually born with. Mm-hmm. Where spiritual gifts are, um, it's a gift. It's a gift of the Holy Spirit. When you accept uh, God and Jesus into your heart, then the Holy Spirit delivers those, those spiritual gifts. So um, that is the difference. Um, and it says the spiritual gift is an endowment or extraordinary power given by the Holy Spirit. So um, that's the difference between uh, talent and spiritual gifts. Because I keep saying, God, what is my talent? I, mean, try- <laughs> I can't sing. I can't, you know. So, but I do have spiritual gifts. So. Okay. Okay. Did you have anything you wanted to add, teacher? Yeah, and I think when we when you say spiritual gift, the gift that is given to you by the Holy Spirit, I think is used more and more to should be used to bring in the unbeliever and bring the person closer to uh, to Christ. Mm-hmm. So when you know you're not just giving this gift just to sit on it, right. you're get, giving it to bring people into the fold of Christ. Yes, so true. Um, and then what about, um, and you sort of, you, we're going to keep on, we're going to discuss that a little bit more, using your spiritual gifts. And um, you just made a good point with um, our spiritual gifts are not for us. He didn't just give them to us for us to just sit on them, not use them. Um, once again, the spiritual gifts were given for uh, building up the church and the church body. So that goes back to what I was saying earlier about if we're not using the gifts that God has given us, then we're really uh, cheating him. Because once again, the gifts are used to glorify him, to lead people to him. Um, and we're going to get into now talking about um, what are the spiritual gifts. Okay. So um, I'm looking at, and this study I did, I like the way it's divided up. Um, and I'm sort of, I'm going to pull that scripture up. Romans uh, 12, 6 through 8. Let me go to that. And I'm going to look at the Amplified Version. And it okay. sort of gives us a, because uh, uh, it's broken down, this little outline. And because it's important that people know what their gifts are. And in such this season, you know, in this, this, this whole COVID, as we move on, um, you know, life is short. And to me, I was thinking um, earlier this week, it's just sad that, that people would live a whole lifetime, that someone would live their whole lifetime and not know what their gift is. You know, that would be that would be so sad to know that you um, spent your whole lifetime and didn't realize, didn't know what your gift, what your spiritual gifts are, because you want to use those gifts. Once again, um, they were given um, to glorify God, to use them and not just to have them and sit on them. 
Mm-hmm. So starting with Romans 12, starting with verse 6, it says, and we're going to go through 6 through 8. And um, this is the Amplified Version. It says, since we, since we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, each of us is to use them accordingly. If someone has the gift of prophecy, so that's one prophecy, let him speak a new message from God to his people in proportion to the faith possessed. And seven, it goes on to say, if service in the act of serving. So that's another gift. If you have the gift of serving or he who teaches, that's another gift to mm-hmm. be a teacher in the act of teaching or who encourages. And another word we use for that is exhortation. So encouragement or exhortation is another gift in the act of encouragement. And he who gives with generosity, and that's uh, giving, another, another word, generosity, is people have the gift of giving. He who leads with diligence, and that's leadership, that's a gift, with diligence, he who shows mercy, and mercy is a gift, and caring for others with cheerfulness. And so that is um, seven gifts right there. Okay. okay. And then we have um, other gifts. There are so many other gifts. Now, um, did you just jump in? Don't let okay. <laughs> I'm no, do. no, I'm, I'm listening. I'm going to do. Um, then we have, it goes into, um, it's 1 Corinthians uh, 12, verses 8 through 10. Okay. I'm going to pull that up. And... But I, I will tell you when I was when I started studying the gifts, I it was so amazing to me that the uh, giving was people don't realize that that is a spiritual gift, Miss mm-hmm. Mary. Mm-hmm. You know, just to be generous and and to give. I think about what we're doing now with the Sunday school class when we're taking the food, you know, mm-hmm. to the less fortunate. You know, I think mm-hmm. most of the people in that Sunday school class has a strong sense. Uh, I mean, have the spiritual gift of giving. Mm-hmm. I I really do. Okay. Yeah, and I think, um, and I was I was thinking about that this week with this gift of giving and serving sort of go along together because uh-huh. when you uh-huh. say giving, you know, a lot of times people think about money, but money. no, uh, people give a lot of people. Um, uh, they give their time, you know, they're always wanting because I you know one of my gifts is serving. And so, you, you you know, you you spend a lot of time when you're serving people. That's your time. So um, giving and serving those two gifts sort of go hand in hand, I think. Um, mm-hmm. And so uh, that is so true. And that's the thing about gifts, uh, spiritual gifts. People don't, it it comes naturally. So I I know for me, I didn't even realize because I love people and I love serving people. And I didn't realize that until I started studying, you know, I went for the class spiritual gifts that that was one of my gifts because you do it naturally. So you don't even think, (laughs) you don't even think about it. 
But um, once again, it's important to know. So and I think that's so important in the church to know uh, your gift because you know where your strength is. So I would not want I would not want to. And I've learned that I've learned to say no, you know, to to church for church I've learned to say no because that is I want to operate in my gift and that is so important because that can really throw things off when you're not operating in your gift right so, and it'll make you and it'll frustrate you mm-hmm. and it will make you extremely sad and a lot of times I think a lot of Christians um, tend to walk away from church or, or, or do bedside Baptist because they are they're exhausting themselves in something that is not their spiritual gift. Yeah. When you have a spiritual gift, it should move because it's a gift from the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit does not deal in confusion, right? Exactly. So it Absolutely. should, whatever your spiritual gift and whatever you're doing in the church, it should be so fluid you know that it comes natural right and you enjoy something you enjoy you know something that you enjoy doing exactly it certainly shouldn't you be frustrated with um doing it okay first corinthians 12 i'm it's reading 12 through 8 is what i'm going to um go to okay and um we're going to talk about some other gifts okay starting with verse 8 and I'm still reading from the amp I, I know I'll probably just do the amplifier today I know I, I love um and my <laughs> listeners though I'm usually the easy read but today the spirit led me to read from the amplified because it's very clear it's more the more clarity um so it starts with to one is given through the Holy Spirit the power to speak the message of wisdom and to another the power to express the message of wisdom so in other words someone can speak and then another person can understand comprehend or explain what they're speaking and the word of knowledge is and understanding so that's another gift i'm gonna go down the list when i finish to review when i finished <laughs> And then uh, understanding according to the same spirit. And nine says to another wonder working faith is given. So faith Mm. is also a gift by the same Holy Spirit to another the extraordinary gift of healing. So healing is a gift too by the one spirit. And then 10 verse 10 says and to another the working of miracles. So uh, working miracles is a gift and to another prophecy foretelling the future speaking a new message from God to the people and to another discernment of spirits and that's the ability to distinguish sound godly doctrine from the deceptive doctrine of man-made religions and cults to another various kinds of unknown tongues we know it's speaking in tongue and then another to interpret uh tongues that all these things the gifts the achievements the abilities and the empowering are brought about by one and the same the holy holy spirit 
distributing each one individually just as he chooses. So once again, the Holy Spirit is uh, where these gifts come from and helps us with these gifts. And so that list again is um, the words of wisdom, mm -hmm. uh, word of knowledge, faith, and then the gifts of healing, miracles, prophecy, distinguishing uh, between spirits, and we know is that is discerning spirit, and then speaking in tongues, and then uh, interpretation of the tongues. That's and right. so all of those are found in First Corinthians, and that was uh, chapter twelve, verses eight through ten. Mm -hmm. So. And then we don't stop there because we have some more. See, there's a lot of spiritual gifts that people don't even recognize and don't realize. So, right. Um, first Corinthians, we're still in First Corinthians. Let me go to verse 28. And in mine is the English Standard Version of Miss Mary. Mm -hmm. And the English Standard Version for 28. Mm -hmm. says, Great. and God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, helping, administering, and various kinds of tongues. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. Yep. Thank Amen. you, DJ. Yep, because that's the list. That's the same. Um, that's good. Amen. Amen. So once again, it's not um, everybody, if you don't speak tongues, it's not, you know, you know, because that's, that's been some confusion about that. But it just means that's not your gift. It doesn't mean you're more uh, gifted than another person. That just means that your gift may not be speaking tongues. That's so that's once right. again, but you do have some other gifts. Right. Okay. And um, so Ephesians 4.11. Did you, you want to do that? Um, do you have? Okay. Let me go. Yes, ma'am. And in Ephesians 4.11, this, uh, the writing is so small here. So, and he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers. Amen. 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 So there's the apostles again, the apostles, the prophets again is listed there. And then and added is evangelist. Mm -hmm. And because um, we haven't heard that in our other list. And then pastors and teachers, of course. And I've been calling and I don't, I'm prophesizing some, I guess, because I've been calling Deidre and she is because she does, you know, an evangelist. Um, is is just doesn't have a uh, goes around. It's not. Uh, it's different from a pastor. But once again, it, the evangelist speaks the word and carries the message. The same message is just that a pastor is uh, has a local church where evangelist um, goes all over carrying the mm -hmm. message, the gospel. And yes, um, so I know that Deidre um, loves to share the word and um, 
she invites, she always invites people. Like our Sunday school class is running over, and a lot of them <laughs> are. I mean, I invite people to and try to send them the 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 message. I mean, the the because we're zooming. Everybody knows we're zooming and we talk about this list is our class. So, um, but Deidre has truly um, been inviting people, and I'm glad to say they're accepting, and that's that's great. And she always shares the word. And um, encourage. She's a great encourager too. So, um, so next we we're going to First Peter four eleven. Mm-hmm. Let me see. Unless Deidre, you had it pulled up already. I I do. Oh, okay, great. Uh, Go ahead. Okay, <laughs> it says, um, "Whoever speaks as one who speaks, wait a minute, as one who speaks oracles of God." Whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Amen. So once again, whoever speaks and whoever renders service, that all of those are gifts. Mm-hmm. 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 That, and, and a lot of times we don't even realize that we're working in our spiritual gifts. We look so much at titles, um, you know, oh, I, I, I can't I can't teach Sunday school because I'm not the Sunday school teacher or I can't give a encouraging word because I'm not a pastor or a minister. And truth be told, we all are, you yes. know, but your spiritual gifts just amplifies what. God has put in you. Exactly. I, I think I think that's where I'm trying to go with that. Yeah, exactly. That's so true. It's your strength. You're stronger in your gift, you know. But once again, we're all called to minister, you know, because ministering really is meeting the needs of people. So whatever you have to give, once again, if you serve, if you're a servant, uh, that's your strength, then you're meeting somebody's need. You know, and, and so once again, that's your strength uh, and you love serving people. That's your gift. And um, that's the thing I'm looking at next. I'm going to go through. We've talked about we've named the gifts. We know what the gifts are now. So let's talk a little bit about what each one of those particular uh, area, what it does, what it consists of. Yes, ma'am. So um, Teachers. So this list starts off with teachers. So we're going to start there. So a teacher, uh, Deidre, you start off. You have that. Uh, well, mine, uh, looking at descriptions. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Okay. So. so teacher, someone who devotes his or her life to preaching and teaching the Christian faith. When teaching is provided for the church by God, two gifts are given, are actually given. To the church is given a teacher, and along with the teacher comes divine capacity to teach. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Yeah, Amen. that is great. And what I've learned about teaching, too, you have to find your, um, I teach, and I, I teach in the the children's church. And so, and I've taught adults, too. So you have to <laughs> learn where your strength is in teaching. Um, I love teaching the children. 
And so I know that that's my strength. I know that that's where um, my gift is in teaching the children. But once again, and then we're all teachers, but once again, we're talking about spiritual gifts. Those those, uh, areas that you are strong in. So, and um, teaching is not one at the top of my list, but <laughs> but it is on that I have the gift of te- to teach. Okay. okay. Um, the second one is service, and mm-hmm. it says the word tra- the word translated as ministry in diaconia, which can also be translated as service, since there are many types of ministries and service to the church then women excuse me this then describes a broad array of gifts rather than a single gift yep i can see that because you can serve in so many different areas so once again um that service mm-hmm. okay all righty and so next on the list did you want to do the next one sure Ex- exhortation mm-hmm the ability to motivate Christians mm-hmm. to patient endurance, brotherly love, and good works. Amen. Yes, amen. And we said another word for that was um, encouragement. That's the same as encouraging. Certainly to uh, the ability to motivate. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then we talked about being a giver. So giving, it says, those with this gift share their own possessions with others with extraordinary generosity while all Christians should be givers. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Those possessing this gift will go beyond the normal giving. So you have the gift of giving. If you just love, that's what you love to do. You just love to give, give. Because once again, as a Christian, we all should be givers. But some people are very generous with their giving. Mm-hmm. So that would put you in a category of having the gift of giving. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, and what I like about giving Miss Mary mm-hmm. is that it's not just monetary, you know, just giving your love, giving the word of encouragement, mm-hmm. giving the, you know, giving someone peace, yes. um, giving someone your testimony. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of times, when we hear the word giving, as you said in the beginning of the podcast, that people automatically think money. Mm-hmm. And that is not always the case. Right. Um, some people just need to be given a word of encouragement. Yeah, it is so true. Yeah, and it's so true, um, especially during these times and this in this time of um this challenging time with um COVID. You know, people certainly need uh encouragement. Okay, Um, so leading, um, I'm looking at next leading, it says this gift speaks to the various leadership roles found in the church. While many think of roles such as administration, management of funds, strategy planning, etc. as functions outside of the supernatural realm, in reality, individuals in these positions are just as in need of the supernatural empowerment as are ministers of the gospel. Some writers consider the gifts of government and leading to be the same gift. 
but others consider them closely related yet different. And I think that brings up a, a good point too, that when we talk and when we're talking about spiritual gifts, uh, many times we think that your spiritual gifts, we're just talking about using them in the church, but it's not a spiritual gift. Once again, it's part of your spirit mm-hmm. <laughs> and the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit. And we just don't have the Holy Spirit in church. The Holy Spirit is in us. So you're on your job, your gift. I mean, one of my gifts is an encourager. So, I'm, you know, I'm always wanting to encourage people and, and serving. Another thing is serving. You always, you know, and so it's not just in the church. You know, you're not, when you lead the church, okay, you, you don't forgot all about serving people. Or, <laughs> or once again, if you're a giver, you know, that's just not in the church, but it's, it's you. It's part of you. That's part of your character. It's in your spirit. So our spiritual gifts, although we call them and they're spiritual gifts, but once again, it's not. I think people think that it's uh, spiritual is church. But mm-hmm. once again, we have to remember that we are the church and that um, your spirit lives in you. That's right. That's right. So I totally agree. It just made me think of that when we were talking about like leaders on your job, uh, managers and uh, those in administrations, those Mm -hmm. gifts. Yeah. And a lot of times we don't when you think about leaders and I, I chuckle because I think about today's times. And when you think about leaders, you have to remember God put people where he want them to be exactly. for whatever purpose is it, it is he wants to use them for. Mm-hmm. So you have to respect a leader, uh, no matter how you feel about him or her. But remember that God is in control and he put them there. For whatever the purpose he want them to serve. Mm-hmm. That is so true. Because once again, we have to remember that um, he uses all things. We go back to Romans. Um, one of my favorite is 828. Um, for we know that he works all things together for good unto those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. And then um, God can use the wicked. You know, but he'll turn it into what's bad, but he'll still take it and make it turn it into good. So once again, um, you know, truly um, God is in charge. He's in control. I I like to say he's large and in charge. So um, that's a good point, Deidre. That's a good point. Okay. And then we're going to go to um, next is mercy. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, did you, you want to read that one? Tell sure. us what mercy is. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mercy is possibly identical to the gift of helps. The mercy shower possesses a ministry of visitation, prayer, and compassion to the poor and sick. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. 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 It's certainly, um, mercy is certainly compassion and. And that um, you really need uh, a lot of laughter when you're um, mercy. That's one of my gifts, too. So um, it's it's very key. It's very important that uh, you have that balance. 
You have to keep that That's balance, right. although, you know, because you can physically uh, and mentally and emotionally drain yourself. Um, so, but once again, that's a great gift. Um, all of them are great gifts, but mercy can be very challenging. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. God, unfortunately, that's not mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you're so good at it, Miss Mary. And our church has such a wonderful mercy ministry. I mean, you guys are really, really good at it. Mm. We got the dynamic leader, you know, Elder Deborah, and that truly is her gift. Because once again, we talk about gifts. It's not we don't necessarily have those things, but it's a strength. You, That's the your strength. strength. Yeah. That's and right. So she truly, you see her strength in that. So, um, so but once again, um, let's see. Next, we have word of word of wisdom we talked about. And that is an utterance or mat or message of wisdom supernaturally granted to an individual for Paul's wisdom refers to the knowledge of the great Christian mysteries, the incarnation, passion and resurrection of Christ and the indwelling in the believer of the spirit of God. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. So that is truly. And Paul, we know Paul was one of the great, uh, disciples of wisdom he truly was mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. okay and look at how god used him i mean used paul of all you know yeah to, to really <laughs> to break it down and to give him the wisdom i just mm-hmm. think that is so amazing look at who he used yeah yeah you know? and that just that just makes a great point of god uses it you know Ordinary people, once again, you never know who he's going to use, you know. Let's look at Paul. Paul was the opposite. He was totally oh, opposite. Totally, yeah, opposite. totally opposite. And then God so if is, you don't know about Paul, pick up your Bible, read his story. It's I'm truly amazing. You, I'm telling you. <laughs> and, you know, Deidre, it's funny because now when I'm praying and I constantly pray, I pray every day. Um, did people be saved um, for the salvation of everyone? And so that's what I've been saying in my prayer when I pray for um, the unsaved. I said, Father, let them have a Saul Damascus Road experience, you know, <laughs> because, yeah, because that was, you know, Paul, he was walking along and, you know, and all of a sudden, hey, he was blinded with his little arrogant self, you know, Killing and prosecuting, mm-hmm. and um, but then it, God just turned it all around. And I think of what, that, what we used to sing in that song that says, "I once was blind, but now I see." Now so I when see. the blind, yeah, so when he could see again, you know, he was a whole different. I mean, that was a truly awesome, um, just a whole transformation is what that was. A whole Amen. transformation. Amen. So. Um, so praise God. God is awesome. And to any believer or non-believer that may be listening to this podcast, do not ever think that your life is so puzzled or entangled that God can't use you because the God that I serve use the worst of the worst and bring the best out of them Mm -hmm. to get, you know, for, to get what he needs to be done. So You know, I I say that because I think about young people and when I listen to them uh, 
uh, Miss Mary, and they'll say, oh, man, God don't want me, you know, uh, Miss Detron did some messed up stuff. We all have, mm-hmm. son. We all have, young lady, and God can use anybody. Yeah. And I just want people to really know that you haven't, uh, as long as he opens your eyes and put that breath in your morning, in your uh, body every morning, that's a new day that you can get it right. Amen. So I just really want people to know that. Amen. Amen. That is so, that is so true. That's the extraordinary thing. That's when I say God can, you know, when he take people like us that's done these things that we think that can't be forgiven once again. Those are the extraordinary ones that he uses to you know God just show up and show out and you know that it was God you you know so so that is so true awesome point okay so um DJ where we at I'm I'm running my mouth word of knowledge (laughs) okay go ahead word of knowledge word of knowledge the knowledge referred to is often said to relate to understanding christian doctrine or spiritual i'm sorry or scriptural truth it is sometimes said to be connected with the ministry of teachers amen amen yeah so yep if you teaching you would have to have some knowledge so Okay, so next we have faith, and it says this refers to that strong or special faith which removes mountains, casts out devils, and faces the most cruel matrodon without flinching. It is distinguished from the saving and normal Christian faith. Mm -hmm. So that's a real strong faith. And then if you want to know more about that, I'm not going to go to it. But Matthew 17, 19 through 20 is the scripture we're given there. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, did you, do you want to say anything before we move on to Did you want, did you have something to add about uh, faith? Um, I do not. I, I do not. All I, no, 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 no. Okay. Holy Spirit, be quiet. Okay. <laughs> okay. So faith. Um, well, we just finished doing faith. I'm sorry. So mm-hmm. gifts of healing. Did you tell us about gifts of healings? Okay. Now some of it is blank, so you. Uh, okay. I guess, but I'm gonna read it anyway, and you can just fill it in. Okay. The ability to supernaturally ministry minister healing to others. The plural indicates the variety of sickness healed and the many forms the gifts takes, such as healing by anointing with oil mm-hmm. by the, what's that? By the la, 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 laying on of hands. Okay. Mm-hmm. And by saying the name of Jesus. Yes. Or by the, is that? The sign of the cross sign of the cross yeah say in the name of jesus because there's power in that name yes now have you ever experienced miss uh miss mary the gift of healing Mm -mm. no i can't say i have Mm -mm. okay have you i i i you know i think about my car accident and my ankle 
mm-hmm. you know, and I can only say for me to be able to walk six miles and probably could do more every day uh, when after my car accident, I couldn't walk, you know, a good 1200 yards mm-hmm. and to be able to do uh, to be able to walk and walk up hills and even now run. I just really think that God healed me. But I also say that I touched my own ankle and mm. uh, demanded that it be healed. Mm. I know that Elder Stevens, mm. she touched my ankle and demanded that it be healed. Mm-hmm. So I think if I have to give it a testimony that would be it of healing. Yeah, definitely. And that's what I thought you were you were gonna go to because I noted that it said that she has the gift of healing. Um but you what you said, see we all have that we don't use it. But we all have that gift because see Jesus already healed us in the spirit. But we can manifest it now because I have <laughs> I, I I and I gave that testimony um a few months ago about my I was dealing something with my wrist and I don't I, I have learned not to I don't even tell people if I have a pain or something because people will speak they want to speak deaf over you mm-hmm. and if you want to speak deaf, I don't want you to speak anything on me you know they'll tell you well you got such and such a thing I said no nah, what I got is healed in the name of Jesus that's what I have so Amen. I learned not to say I learned not to tell people and I was experiencing with my wrist and it had been for a while. And, but this particular morning, it was really bothering me and I was getting ready. I was going to work. And um, so on the way to work, I just started speaking over myself. I said, I don't know what because you have to speak to the problem because God already told us we're healed. And you have to re- In other words, you have to receive it because it's there. So I started speaking. I said, look, I don't know what you what you are in my wrist, but it's, you got to go. This is not your property. I'm covered by the blood of Jesus. He paid for this this body. So you have no authority here. You have <laughs> this is not your possession. So you got to go. And so we have to be bold and we have to be strong. We have to speak the word. And I, you know, I started speaking. I said, Jesus, um, I, I was speaking um, Isaiah with 53, 5, you know, I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. And I don't know what all, because the Holy Spirit just took over. But Deidre, this is, and this is my testimony. When I got to work, I went on to work. I started working. I eat lunch normally um, during the spring, summer. I'll eat in my car just to get out of the bill. I only get 30 minutes, so I really don't have time to leave the property. So I eat in my car. When I got went to lunch, got ready to open my car door. That's when I realized I didn't have no pain. I didn't feel, I got in the, I was just praising God. <laughs> I was just, I said, Ooh, they probably said, if somebody passed by, they go, what is wrong with that? But I just praised God because I had no pains. It was complete. It was gone. Whatever. <laughs> so I know that once again, we all have the, the power because we have that authority through Jesus Christ because he says whatever you speak in his name because he already did it. It's what he went to the cross for. And when he got up, new creatures. And we went to that grave with him, the old us. And so we raised up as the new creatures in Christ. And we live by faith through him. 
So when you receive that and really start to operate in it, oh yeah, you can you can you speak over yourself and heal yourself. So and remember, we always say this uh, power. Uh, what what did we say? Life and death lies in the power yes. of the song, and mm-hmm. that goes by everything. Yeah. And I had to learn the hard way because I remember always talking about asthma. Mm-hmm. And being afflicted with asthma and was mm-hmm. a cla- and was claiming it, and someone said, "Stop saying my mm-hmm. asthma. You're speaking it right. over yourself. Right. You know, stop claiming it." Right. So, and that goes with everything. Yeah. You know. Yes, mm-hmm. that is so true, Deidre. And I learned it too. I, I say I wish I learned so much early in life that there is power in our tongue. I, now, I, you know, I tell people all the time that, you know, when they're speaking and you listen to um, them talk, I said, don't say that. Don't speak that over yourself because you speak as power in your words. It truly is. So um, and that's very important. So I try to be more conscientious of that now. And like I say, I don't. When I got an ache or a pain or something, I don't tell people because they want to, you know, they want to name it. And, you know, in the medical, they have names for everything. Now, mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so, um, and once again, I'm not, that's why I say I'm not sick. I don't say the laughter is the best medicine. I'm very conscientious, try to be very conscientious of my words and <laughs> what I'm speaking right. over myself. Ow. Absolutely. Because yes. you put so, it out there in the atmosphere, and, and if, so if you're gonna speak it, so as I was, as you're talking, the Holy Spirit was saying instead of saying, "Well, girl, you know, I suffer from asthma or whatever," say, "No, I bind up mm-hmm. this and send it back to the pits of hell from which it came, because my yes. lungs will be used to serve Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. My lungs will be used to glorify God. I." I will not say I can't breathe. I can breathe and I can breathe with the help of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So it's all about how you turn it around. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You have to speak it in a positive in a positive way instead of saying, yeah, that you have this and you have this. And I tell people, I said, well, yeah, that's what the if that's what the doctor said. But once again, you don't have to receive that. You're healed, and mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a process, you know, because mm-hmm. that's why I tell people, you taking medication, that may be the avenue that God has given to your healing, because the power, all the power coming from him. But mm-hmm. once again, he, he may, he uses, uh, sort, you know, the doctors, he didn't give us the, you know, otherwise we wouldn't have doctors. So, you know, he uses, um, doctors as well, um, to, to know what to write. He gives them wisdom. So once again, we have to um, just remember it's a process because in the spirit we're healed. But the process may for the manifestation in the physical is a process. So part of getting to your physical healing may be you have to take the medication or whatever. But don't say that you, you know, you have it. You <laughs> That's <laughs> right. A, yeah. That's right. So uh, said, I am healed. I am Amen. healed. And then uh, always um, speak the word over yourself. You always got to have some scriptures that that's whatever you're dealing with in anything to speak the word because that's truth. In other words, you want to speak truth over you. That's right. That's right. Okay. So. 
Alrighty, so we are at, um, that was healing, working of miracles. Mm -hmm. Now, working of miracles, the performance of deeds beyond ordinary human ability by the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. So that is what working miracles. So we definitely know that that is um, the hand of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And then the next one is visions. An outpouring of this gift is prophesied in Joel 2.28 and Acts 2.17. Shows that early Christians believed this prophecy was fulfilled on the day of Pentecost. Visions tend to be more private experiences than the other gifts. Some researchers expand the definition of visions to include a strongly felt presence. Mm. Mm. Mm -hmm. Now, I have experienced that I remember when my mother, well, the, the second half, when it says some researchers expand the, uh, the de def definition mm -hmm. of visions to include a strongly felt presence. When my mother was in the hospital, and she, um, and she was, um, she, God was calling her home. She was in ICU and she was on a ventilator. And I remember laying in the bed and I was laying on my stomach with my face pressed down into the pillow, mm -hmm. like half sleeping. And my husband and I had got into a disagreement. So I felt my husband come into the room and sat, sit on the side of the bed. And I felt the bed go down, Miss Mary. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, we, we got to do better. This is this is hard for me. I and I just felt a calm and when I looked up, nobody was there. Mm. Nobody I so and when I got up to look to see where my husband was, he was in the family room on the sofa sleep. So wow. I really felt that was my mom coming to give me the comfort that I needed to make the decision to go ahead and take her off of the ventilator. Mm. Yeah. So mm. I, I, that's the, that is, I didn't realize it until reading this, that that was one of the visions that that's considered a vision. Wow. How mm -hmm. about that? Wow. That's powerful. Mm -hmm. And thank you for sharing that. How about that? That's revelation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. so next we have, um, and I meant to give the scripture for when we were talking about power of the tongues. It's uh, Proverbs 18.21 is where okay. we were talking about. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Okay. And those who love it and indulge in it will eat. Uh, the, it's fruit and bear the consequences of their words. So once again, I want to be speaking life over me. <laughs> and mm -hmm. I want people to speak life over me. I don't want death spoken over me. Because once again, that's those right. are the consequences of whatever you're speaking, whether it's the negative, that's death, or positive. So That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. And that's why I tell people in your state that you're in now, but talk about and speak where you want to be. What you want, mm -hmm. you want to be healed. So speak healing over you. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. So, 
Alrighty, moving on. Let me see. Next, we have discerning of spirit. The discerning Ooh, of spirits. Child. Go ahead. Mm. Go ahead, DJ. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. The capacity to, to discern, distinguish, or to discriminate the source of a spiritual manifestation, whether it emanates from a good or evil spirit. It seemed to have been particularly associated with prophecy mm -hmm. as it would be necessary to know whether a prophetic utterance was truly inspired by God. Oh, let's talk about discerning of yeah, spirits. Yeah, come on, Mary. go ahead. Well, you know, <laughs> God gave me this gift. Mm. And I remember in my 30s, Praying, God, please take this away from me. I didn't know whether it was the discerning of spirits or if I was just paranoid. But all I know is when I would walk into a situation or walk into a room, I, I would immediately know by the temperature of that room, I didn't need to be there. No one would have said a word, Miss Mary. I would know. I mean, I, I, I just, I, I prayed for God to take that away from me. I really, and I prayed so earnestly, like, God, I don't know if I'm a discerning spirit or if I'm just paranoid. And if you're <laughs> not walking around with your spiritual eyes, you won't know. You know, you won't know. But I realized now that I had to have that. He gave me that gift to protect myself mm -hmm. from from mm -hmm. whatever, mm -hmm. from whatever it may have been, mm -hmm. because he know that I didn't have an earthly father. Right. Mm -hmm. And he know that I grew up, you know, I grew up extremely humble. Let me just say that. So he had to give me that because there was no one there to teach me how mm. to protect myself. So, and this is just me. This is a revelation I'm getting right now. He had to give me that to the Holy Spirit gave me that to protect myself. Mm. Mm. Hallelujah. Mm. I received that. Yeah. Cause Amen. I was, I was going to ask you, that's why I was going to ask you before you explain it. Why did you want him to take that away? Because I would think that it was, and that's what I was thinking. It was, you know, with what in, in anything that God gives us, whatever gifts we have, he, once again, he created us and he created us with a purpose. Mm -hmm. So once again, he's given that gift to us, um, you know, for whatever reason, but it is to it, part of it is protecting us. I know part of it is glorifying him because once again, it's not all about us, but <laughs> we get caught up in that. But he, he has given us that gift for uh, a reason. So you understand now that he was protecting you was part of the reason. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, and protecting me because he has a purpose for me. Yes. Yeah. You know, to give him the glory. Mm -hmm. Now, if no no one there no one else is there to protect me or to teach me, then he had you know, because God is gonna give us whatever we don't have. Whatever we think we do not have, he has already given to us. What we may think we don't have on the on the physical or the earthly sense, he has given it to us in the spiritual sense. And I honestly to God believe that that 
he knew that I wasn't going to have an earthly father, but I would be put in earthly and worldly, let me say that, worldly situations. So he had to put something in me to protect me from those situations so that on the next step, you know, life is a, a, a staircase. So mm-hmm. for, in order for me to get to the next step, which is used to glorify him, he had to put something there. And I think that's what the discerning of the spirits was for. Mm-hmm. Powerful. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, next we have tongues. So the supernatural ability of speaking and uncleaned language excuse me unlearned language um paul seems to have distinguished between the public use of the gift which must always be interpreted and the private use which was for the spiritual strengthening of oneself currently among christians there is a dispute as to whether tongues were or always extraordinary Gology, where the word means uh, speaking an unlearned human language, or whether it is also included, includes glossolalia, speaking an unlearned and allegedly non-human language of heavenly or angelic origin. So, um, once again, yeah, it's a lot of discussion about speaking in tongues. And one thing I remember, and Deidre, you took this class, and I loved the uh, speakers. You took it before me, and you actually encouraged. I was so interested, and every time it came out, I would always... I wasn't a available to take it. I didn't. My schedule didn't work out, whatever. But the um, spiritual warfare. Uh class Uh and um i remember in that class one of the things that elder morton told uh, you know she was asking if we wanted the gift and she said you know in several and i'm i'm like this um i always say whatever god whatever is for me is for me and if god wants me to have it you know i didn't i wasn't about picking you know but she said you know you can pray for it and you know once again did did um you know you can have it and so what she said and then i said okay she said she said well with speaking in tongues she said that's a language that the devil doesn't know and so when Amen. she said that, I said, oh, I need that. <laughs> I want Amen. that. So I actually Amen. prayed for that, and then I didn't get it. So I was back at my, you know, because I had said, I said, God, if it's your way, if that's what you want. Because that was what, you know, I want the heart, whatever God has for me. Uh, because once again, he has a plan and a purpose. He's already written my story, and he knows how he want to use me. So um, at this point, now he might see where fit where he give it to me later. But, um, you know, I don't speak in tongues, but once again, it's, you know, it's a gift. So, right. Mm-hmm. And during that spiritual warfare class, I, I know that she said it because she said it in my class. And when she asked and people wanted to receive it, and most of the class did want to receive mm-hmm. it. And I remember her and Elder Princess touching everyone and for them to speak it. Mm-hmm. And, um, well, when it came to my turn, Elder Morton purposely came to me. And when I tell you, 
my flesh was fighting it so much because I was like, you know, I'm Detroit. I'm, I'm not about to be crawling around on the floor speaking crazy. You know, that's how I, <laughs> <laughs> that's how I was. And I promise you, it's like when she punched me in my stomach, I, mm. and I say punch, but, mm. you know, it wasn't painful. And it just started flowing mm. like mm. a river. But mm. see, I was still in. I was being Detra mm-hmm. and I was not allowing God to, to speak because I did want, um, I didn't want the devil to be able to understand some of the stuff mm-hmm. that I was praying for. So like you, that's what I was like, I need this. Mm-hmm. I need this medicine. And, but I was the last one, the mm-hmm. absolute last one in the class that the gift was given to. Mm-hmm. I was the absolute. Mm-hmm. And I, and I can tell you why. Because I was the most prideful one. Mm. Yeah, and you know, once again, that 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 is a tool that the devil will use. <laughs> yeah. So, but um, and that was true. That's a powerful class. I know it, it, we had an awesome, awesome time in that class. Powerful and two powerful um daughters of God, uh, teaching that class, facilitating. So um, now next, Deidre, the interpretation of tongues, because that's two different gifts. Um. Mm-hmm. Okay. The interpretation of tongues, the gift always follow the public exercise of the gift of tongues. In 1 Corinthians 14, the Apostle Paul required that all speech in Christian worship, worship should be intelligible. This required that speech given in an unknown tongue be interpreted in in the common language of the gathered Christians. Ooh, let's talk about this one. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about this one because in discipleship, uh, Miss Mary, have you taken discipleship? Yes, you know, those are the two classes. I always say if you don't take no other class, you need to take the discipleship <laughs> class and the spiritual gifts class. <laughs> yes. Now, one thing about of what I learned when I learned about interpretation and um, a lot of times uh, with the interpretation of tongues, when you're speaking in tongues, that's private. Mm-hmm. That's between you and God. When you're doing it on a public, on a public thing, someone should be there to interpret. I learned that in discipleship. And I wish I had the book. I think it, I want to say it was in John. I don't, I don't know. I wish I had the verse, but that's when I learned when I was studying um, the word of God, when he says, when you're speaking in tongue on the, uh, in public, someone should always be there to interpret it. Uh, when you're speaking in tongue, it should be private. It's a, com- it's a vertical conversation to, from you to God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... And so that is that is when you are um, like we have people at church speaking in tongues. So it well, it's a private thing. I see it as a private. So is there someone there that's also in when it's a private conversation? Because, you know, at our church, we have quite a few, a lot of people speaking in tongues. Mm-hmm. So. um so there are other people that can actually interpret what they what they're saying, but it's not to be publicized. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then yeah. why say it in public? 
because it's a personal conversation. It's like us praying. You know, we pray in um, you praying um, like praise and worship. You know, when we when we when we do praise and worship, there's a time you it's about you and God. So, however, however you want to praise Him. And however you want to worship. Um, So, and I see what you're saying. Because once again, and this is interesting, I never noted the public exercise. You know, I never even noticed that. It says the gifts always follow the public exercise of the gift of tongues. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Paul wow. required that all speech in Christian worship should be intelligible. The mm-hmm. required, this requires that speech given is an unknown tongue be interpreted in the common language of the gathered Christian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. That's very interesting. Need to do some more research on that. One fourteen. Let me see what it says. Let me just go and see what it says. And well, I don't have time to read the whole whole. You know, I better leave that alone because <laughs> there's the whole well, chapter fourteen. For the person who's listening, just please go reference First Corinthians chapter fourteen. And yes. Miss Mary and I was studying on our own time as well. Yes, yes, because that is that's very interesting. Hmm. Okay, so next, uh, Deidre has the gifts of helps. Okay, the gift uh, helps. The gift has to do with service to the sick and the poor. Possessor of this gift has a spiritual burden and a God-given love for the needy and afflicted. Oh, okay. So is that, is that the same as mercy? Well, I think they're similar because helps is one of my one of my gifts. But I think they all tie in together. But once again, if we think about gifts, we think about strength. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. What's your strength in? Mm Because a lot of us have the we can do this. You know, I can do administrative work, but that's not my strength. I can do. You know what I'm saying? So, Mm Helps is different. I think they all go the long hand to hand. Mercy, of course, if you got mercy, of course you want to help somebody, right? right if you got right. if you got uh if you're serving, you have to get the serving, of course that's helping, right? right? So they sort of go hand but they're different. You understand what okay. I'm saying? Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. Cause I mean, you know when we just read this, I just thought about one of our politicians. Who I, I just thought I said, oh, that's what you, you know who I'm talking about. He's mm-hmm. not, yeah, yes, mm-hmm. because he does seem to have such a burden. Um, I remember he was the only. Would say he's the only one. I really liked him because I said he's the only one. We got lost in. Um, uh, you didn't hear anything about the last. I'd say the last eight now going on. 12 years from the political point, you didn't really hear anything about the poor. It went from the rich to the middle class. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And right. so rarely would you hear the political on the political front, even them talk about 
the poor. But this particular one, he would always talk about the poor. The poor, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. So, and how to help the poor, you know. So, and I just thought of, that just popped in my spirit. I said, oh, he had the gifts of help. <laughs> All righty. Um, administration. So now we're down to administrations. Okay. Also called the gift of governing. The Greek word translated government is kubernesis, the verb form of which means to stir or to be a helmsman. This gift then refers to the God-given capacity to lead or guide the church through storms and difficult times. Amen. Ooh, yes, and that's a strong. That's that's ooh, that's yeah, a that's strong. a strong person. <laughs> yeah, that's a strong, that's a strong right strong there, one. right there. That one, yeah, yes, that one. is yes. a strong one. Yep. So, and those are those are our gifts that we went over. Um. So now we know we have the gifts, and then what each one of the gifts, the details of the duties of each one of those gifts. That's right. good. That's good. Okay. So, um, okay, we talked about the purpose to having a spiritual gift because, once again, remember that having a spiritual gift, we use it to glorify God. So he has given that gift to us with a purpose. When he created it, he created us with a purpose. And so he gave us the gifts to fulfill those purposes. And with that, we glorify him. You know, we bring people to Christ. They can see, you know, him through us operating in our gifts. Um, so I want to talk about this thing, retirement, because I, I would talk to the talk a lot to my seniors about that. Um, so, Deidre, I'm going to ask you this because we're having the conversation, the two of us and for the listeners. So when we retire, do you. Uh, do we retire our spiritual gifts as well? You know, when we talk about we retire. Are you talking about like retire professionally? Well, see, this is my thing, because sometimes when people retire, they say they retire. They seem confused because they think that they just supposed to sit around. They not doing nothing. You know, it's all about what they want to do. And so my response to that attitude, because it's an attitude. My response to that attitude is when you retire, retirement, first of all, have you ever seen that word anywhere in the Bible? I've never seen retirement. No, no. So I tell them, I said, when you retire, you're retiring from man's workforce. You're just retiring for it. But the gifts that God has given you, you, you don't retire from those. You still, you're still exercising and using those gifts that God has given you, spiritual gifts to use and that's as long as you own this earth so and and that's why that's why i brought the question up because some people because because just because you retire you still have a purpose god still has a purpose for you 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 see what i'm saying right so you and and you're you still have a duty as a christian to save people Mm -hmm. so just because you're not clocking a nine to five anymore does not mean that um, everything stops. Yes. Or some would say, I I would I would debate the fact to say, 
uh, that's when you go more for your with your gifts. That's mm-hmm. when you uh, put in a little bit more time, put in a little bit more effort um, to a non-believer. Mm-hmm. That's, that's right. That's my opinion. Right. Because you have the time. You have the time to volunteer. You know, you have the time to be there to help uh, people with the, you know, to at the food banks. And, you know, you have the time to put in. So, once again, that's a good point. So retirement is not, like I said, it's no such thing as retiring your, your gifts. Absolutely. No such thing. That's I for someone that, yeah, that's, that's just someone who's confused about retirement. Because once again, retirement is not in, the, that's not even a word in the Bible. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and think about, and think about God's prophets in the Bible. Did they not work until he called them home? Exactly. You know, I'm, I, I usually, I'm, when I'm studying something, Miss Mary, I can be so focused on it. Like mm-hmm. I did the research. I was like, okay, well, what happened to the 12 disciples? You know, they worked up until they were crucified. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. gave the word of God up until, I mean, Peter, bless his heart, uh, uh, was crucified upside down, right? Mm-hmm. So they worked all the way up until, so they didn't retire no. once Jesus rose uh, rose again. And, it, you know, they they still did the mission. They still realized exactly. it was a lot yeah. to be done. Yeah, exactly. Because they really, because uh, what he was doing was preparing them, you know, he was preparing them to, uh, to once again, bring people to, to Christ. And so that's what his whole preparation was about, preparing us, preparing us, because they are, they were the first, they were just the first of the, the, of the Christians. So he definitely, it wasn't definitely no room for retiring. <laughs> that's right. That's mm-hmm. right. Okay. Good. Yeah. Alrighty, and so we're down to, um, we talked about purpose. We just finished talking about that, and we've talked about that quite a bit. So um, the last question is, how do you discover your spiritual gifts? How do you discover? What do you think about that, Deidre? How do you discover your gifts? You know, Miss Mary, I would have to let you lead that because what I think it would be, Number one is just to ask God, meditate <laughs> and be still and get ready and, and be ready when he answers, you know, mm-hmm. answer the question. I mean, ask the question mm-hmm. and sit still for the answer. Mm-hmm. A, a lot of times I, I was like, God, I don't think I want to know <laughs> <laughs> because I could have been um, doing something I should not have been doing. You, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that's just my pray, pray and ask God to reveal it to you. And when you ask God to reveal it to you, also pray for the strength to handle what he reveals. Mm-hmm. Be receptive. And that's exactly what I was going to say, Deidre. Just ask, you know, just ask. That is so, when you just ask him, you know, there are other things, the surveys and other things we can do, but we didn't, I didn't know about that. I didn't find out no surveys until after they really bought my former church. They had, uh, they did a whole weekend. It was like a workshop 
And so mm-hmm. that was my first experience of hearing anything and and talking about, of course, uh, Pastor preached about it, but then they bought this workshop. And so mm-hmm. that was really good. And so that helped me. And, I, and then after that, because I still wasn't clear. So then that's when I prayed, okay, God, show me. And you know what really, really uh, one of the greatest books that was really a blessing to me was I read Purpose Driven Life. And that book really, that book really helped me to really, I mean, but I prayed and God, you know, he blessed me, put that book in my spirit. It just worked out the timing and everything because I'm not, I don't, I don't have time to read and I'm a slow reader and I love to read in the mornings. That's my best time at night. See, reading relaxes me. And so the time that I would have to read would be in the evening or at night. And then when I read, I'm ready to go to sleep. So <laughs> so he blessed me with the book. Uh, when he gave me that, when he dropped that in my spirit, it was during the summer. At that time, I was working for the school system. So I was out of school during the summer. And then Purpose Driven Life was set up to read. It was 40 chapters. And he would say, mm-hmm. read a chapter each day. So mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. what I did. I read it during the summer, but that was the book that once again really, really um, helped me to find out what my spiritual gifts was. See, because you okay. never know how God is going to show you. But once again, the key, the answer to there is what Deidre said, and I said, "It's ask God, and He'll show right. you. He'll reveal right. it to you." Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. because you know, I this week um, it's so funny that you uh, was calling me Evangelist Dietra. I've always called myself that. Uh, Well, not always, but at least the last couple of years, I've always, you know, thought of myself as an evangelist. Uh Um, And when uh, ministers in training came, I did not go into MIT, but I always made it a point, you know, with one class to make sure I took the portion that taught on evangelism. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that was that. So to go back to the beginning of our, the beginning of this podcast, I'm sorry, Miss Mary, I'm trying to walk the dog too. Uh, (laughs) the beginning of the podcast, knowing your talent. So you here, you are saying to me about being an evangelist or knowing, Mm -hmm. you know, what that is. And my spiritual gift, of course, the gift, you know, discernment. And I love to serve, absolutely love to serve. And I'm and I'm a generous giver. Well, I spoke to someone else, another sister in Christ, and she says, Well, Deetra, you know, your talent you you are you are killing in marketing. You are so good when it comes to marketing. Wow. And I was like, So to bring it back full fold, that's the difference. My earthly talent is marketing right mm-hmm. but my spiritual talent my spiritual gift is that it's the gifts of the uh the gift of discernment and the gift of serving but talent is what is natural on mm-hmm. the flesh side so i think that's you know if someone was still unsure you know your spiritual gift is what you do on the heavenly realm, the spiritual realm, what comes natural to you to bring an unbeliever to Christ, whereas your talent is what you do on the worldly, uh, on the worldly realm, and and you could use your talent mm-hmm. to actually 
still bring someone to Christ. Yeah. Like if someone needs, yeah, because if someone ever needs something or know someone want a, a question to me about marketing, well, guess what? That is something we have in common. But I can also open their eyes on the spiritual on the spiritual sense. But but really, when you and we got to go back because I I didn't realize we didn't when you said that I was like wait a minute we didn't we didn't talk about what evangelism is so I had to go back and pull it I had to left off that so we got to go back and do apostle evangelism and prophet and pastor mm-hmm. we didn't mm-hmm. finish um, but. I was just thinking, Deidre, when you were talking about that evangelism, evangelism is I'm going to go ahead and, and read this one. It says an evangelist is one who devotes himself to preaching the gospel in the New Testament. Evangelists preach from city to city, church to church. And as I said before, it's the same as a as preaching. But you just don't have a local church. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're going on over. Right. And I was thinking about marketing. But marketing, what do you do? What are you doing when you're marketing something? What are you doing? You you telling anybody, everybody about whatever it is you're trying to uh, talk about. Exactly. About. Exactly. So if you look at evangelism, the thing is, but your marketing, your product is the gospel. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So Amen. it is. It could be looked at as a, a form. It has it's the same principle. Amen. So Amen. once again, it all comes into play. It works together. You work Amen. it together. So, um, but let us go back and look at, yeah, we, we um, didn't finish here. Apostles. Um, the title apostle comes from the Greek word apostolos, which means a messenger, one sent forth with orders. It refers to one who has been delegated authority by another in a foreign land. Apostles are the first leaders of the church. They were commissioned by Jesus to imitate and direct the preaching of the gospel. While many Christians agree that the title of apostle is reserved for those among the first generation of Christians, Many Christians' denominations continue in one way or another to recognize a continuing apostolic ministry. Mm-hmm. Okay, in many churches, such as the Roman Catholic, we're moving on, but anyway, because it's naming a, a bunch of different um, denominations mm-hmm. and Pentecostal, consider roles. But that's, that's what the apostles is. So the apostles who really... The big, they were the first leaders, mm-hmm. 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 messengers, and the same thing. But so they're like the veteran, but they're apostles. They were the 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 uh, organizers. The yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> the mm-hmm. men, the originals that gave the message. Okay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. alrighty. And then moving down to prophet, uh, prophet is the new te- in the new excuse me in the New Testament. It's the office of prophet. It is equip it equips the saints for the work of service through exhortation. And remember another word for that mm-hmm. is encouragement, edification, mm-hmm. and consolation. Mm-hmm. And um then that was we talked about first Corinthians twelve twenty eight and first Corinthians four thirteen, because we said read first Corinthians fourteen. And then it goes on, uh, Ephesians 4.11, we, we read that. And then the prophet's corresponding gift is prophecy. 
and prophecy is reporting something that God spontaneously brings to your mind. Many, particularly Pentecostals and Chris Charismatics, excuse me, Charismatics distinguish between the office of prophet and the gift of prophecy, believing that a Christian can possess the gift of prophecy without holding the prophetic office. And so, and I believe that too, because a lot of, and I've had prophets, you know, I've been prophesized over several times. And so um, I believe that, (laughs) you know, you don't have to be in the office uh, of any, you know, but once again, people can prophesize over you that, because it's a gift. They have that gift. So. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh-huh. Okay. And did we get, oh, pastor. I think pastor is the last one. Um, this term derives from a Greek word from shepherd. Because we know we see our shepherd, our pastor is our shepherd. In mm-hmm. theory, pastors are gifted to lead, guide, and set an example for other Christians. The grammatical structure of Ephesians 4.11 leads many to conclude that teacher and pastor should be considered one term, pastor-teacher. Well, that that's true because, once again, the pastor has to teach. You know, if he's going to be right. leading, because he's, he's, he's the shepherd over his flock. You know, the, the, his flock is his congregation. He's the shepherd, so he has to be able to, to uh, lead and teach. So, mm-hmm. so those are our gifts of the spirit, and um, I just, you know, just encourage the whole point and purpose of uh, this discussion is to encourage. If you don't know your gift, um, listeners, is um, please, please ask God what is your gift, and He will show you. And operate in your gift. I mean, because he has given, it's, it's not just for you. It is to be a blessing to so many. And at the That's same right. time, the main, your main purpose is to glorify God. He just uses us differently in different ways. And that gift is so key um, because he, you're going to use that gift to glorify him and um, bring others to him. That's right. So That's right. Um, did you have anything else that you want to add before we conclude our discussion conversation? Oh, no, ma'am. I think we, I think we touched on them all. My, I will just second what you said. Pray about it. Ask about it and he will give it to you. Yeah. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Amen. So, um, Deidre, if you need to go, I'm not going to hold you because right now I'm just going to always offer the invitation. So I just remind um, the listeners and if we have any new listeners that from victim to victory's goal is to help you uh, live your life victoriously. And, uh, you know, he wants you to have a good quality life. You live your best life. Um, So our role uh, the assignment that God has given me, uh, because as I say all the time, it was not Mary, it's God's vision he has entrusted me with. Um, and he wants us to empower you and help you. Um, and so we have resources uh, that God has given us. We have such a dynamic team and like this powerful woman of, of God, daughter, um, 
we have as part of our team victory. Because I tell everybody when they come on and join all my guests, you're part of the team now, team, <laughs> team victory, to join me on this podcast and share the knowledge and wisdom once again that, um, you know, God has given you. And we have professional people and experts in areas of spiritual wellness. Um, we educate in emotional and mental wellness, physical wellness and pre-planning and um so you have access to all of it and um like Deidre came on the day we had this great conversation um so happy she joined me on on spiritual gifts and um you know so once again but you have a part not just to listen and I continue to pray for that and we're growing to be listeners but the important part is applying it Yes, it is so important. That's your part to apply it to your life. So in the first step um, in receiving this wonderful, because otherwise our program don't work for you. From victim to victory does not work unless the first step, of course, is receiving a wonderful gift that God has given us in his son, uh, his precious son, Jesus Christ. He has given him to us to be our Savior and Lord. So have you have not taken that first step to to make him to receive him uh, because he died for all of us. And um, he um, died for our sins and he was the pure one and he was the one that had not sinned. And that's so powerful to me when I think about it and talk about that. I found in scripture, John 10, 10, and he reminds us so uh, well in that, that the devil came to kill, steal, and destroy you. But I came so that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And so when I think about he did that and he went to the cross of me, I'm like, you know, I cannot just let him have died in vain for me. So, you know, you, you, you want to, you can't even imagine yourself not having that relationship and not knowing him um, when he died for us to have a life of victory, to have eternal life. Not, not stressed, depressed, and disgusted and busted, but to have an abundant life. So that is so key. So today I um, just say God is always knocking he's always waiting at your heart and just asking you to once again accept him and so that's a a simple prayer Lord I know that I am a sinner and I'm asking you to forgive me for all of my sins and be my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that's who I want you to be and just ask him to lead and guide you in your life and that you're committed and you want to give your life to him to to do his will and that is a powerful decision and it would change the rest of your life so um and don't put off today what you can um because tomorrow is not promised and we're seeing that more and more we don't know when our expiration date is he only knows that and it's not has nothing to do with your age your race your gender your economical background none of that so I want to um, just make sure that, that you understand that and make that make a great decision and give him your life. Amen. All righty. So um, 
with that being said, guys, and, and we are, um, once again, you know, I don't pay attention to time. We just roll <laughs> with the Holy Spirit, but I'm not going to keep you too much longer. I just want to remind my listeners, as I always do, I want to thank you and remind you to make sure you share and invite people to listen to the podcast and remind you that on Tuesdays we upload for the week. And um, the easiest place, we upload on Anchor, um, but the easiest place to go and find all of the locations, all of the platforms that we're on is to go to the website. Just go to From Victim to Victory, and that's two, the number two. It's from Victim to Victory, LLC.com. And when you click on the list of podcasts in the top of the menu, you'll see right at the top it says listen to podcasts. And it'll open up that page with all those platforms. And so you just click on um, either one of those. And normally I go to Anchor since that's where we upload. But there's Google, there's uh, Spotfire. You'll see the whole list there. I'm not going to go through them. And just click on one of those and listen. And um, the most recent one will be at the top. And the other reason why I want you to go to that website is because the resource center is packed with wonderful, great resources that are beneficial. You'll also find um, Exingula there. That's one of my new business. It's not new. I've been Exingula for a couple of years now. We've been doing the, um, that's our physical wellness and our physical wellness area. Um, products. I was telling you, I've been using them for years. And then finally, I got talked into being a distributor. So I said, might as well. Um, and it's a great product. Um, but you can find uh, like Zingula, you click on that, it will take you actually to my website, Zingula. Um, and then during this season, you definitely want to make sure you're taking care of your body and um, doing some um, cleansing and um a lot of other products with Genesis it was number one thing we talk about. Everybody should have some Genesis if they don't have anything else because it does a lot of different things for the body. Cleansing, repairing, sales, and everything. Um, the other thing is our new My Econ, a new financial business that we've um, connected with and we started. And they're doing, uh, um, I mean, I can't even tell you all the stuff did my uh, econ is doing this my stands for my economy because we can't depend on the government we can't depend on the world economy you're gonna have to take care of your economy so if you're having some credit issues and if you're working and uh, we can show you how to get more money back in that paycheck and stop letting the irs hold your money and so once again um you click on that and it'll take you to that website as well and um, you can learn more about that. And then just give me a call because I, as I tell you on Tuesdays, that's our invite night for uh, people to come and join us to learn about and actually get an overview of what My Econ is all about. And there's so many other products with My Econ. We're excited about our travel. Although people not traveling, we said, but COVID is going to pass and we are going to be traveling again. And you're not going to get anything at that that um, at that price, it is a great, it, I mean, really, it's right now, it's 40, and it ends, we got a couple of days, because it ends, the last day is the 28th, oh, that's the day, isn't it, mm. <laughs> ah, but still, um, so it's worth taking a look at um, my econ, 
Okay, guys, and I have one other thing. You know, I always love to leave you with your encouraging word. And this right here, when I, it was part of my devotional this morning. And when I read it, I said, oh, God, you are telling me it's right on time because we were talking about, Deidre, it is entitled Titles Not Required. And I love this. This just this was so powerful. And I said, oh, God is always on time. So this word comes from um, uh, first Peter 410 and it's entitled titles not required. The scripture says first Peter 410 says each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others. As faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. See, we just finished talking about we have to use these gifts. God has given us these gifts and whatever it is, we should be using them. Listen to this. It says too often we pursue titles and positions thinking we'll feel good about ourselves when we have them. When I make it to sales manager. When I get on the varsity cheerleading squad, when I head the when I'm head of the usher, when I'm excuse me, when I'm head usher, the senior partner, the leader, the lead supervisor, that's all fine. But you don't need a title to do what God has called you to do. Don't wait for people to approve you, affirm you or validate you. Use your gift. And the title will come. If David would have waited for a title, we wouldn't be talking about him today. When he went out to face Goliath, David wasn't a, he wasn't a general. He wasn't a corporal. He wasn't a sergeant. He wasn't even enlisted. <laughs> he didn't even have a, lit, a title, a name badge or a uniform or a single credential. He went out knowing God had called and given him the gift to defeat Goliath. In a few years, they gave him a title, King of Israel. So once again, it is so important that we take the gifts that God has given them and use them. And it doesn't require a title. He has given you gift, gifts. He has given you gifts. I don't know anybody to just have one gift. <laughs> God has multiplied your gifts. And so they are to use and not just sit on them. So it's time for you to get up and use them gifts and be a blessing. So, and I want to, um, I want to thank, um, all of you. I also want to thank my, um, everyone should have their devotional books now. Cause I made sure I got those. Cause this is our, this is our quarter. We went into our new books, those who are getting the devotional books. So I made sure that, and I've been hearing from you guys and I want to thank you. Continue to thank my faith partners for um, their donations. And Deidre is one of my faith partners. We thank you so much. And, um, we did our, um, she was so excited. We did our caregiver um, selected this month. I did, um, uh, Deidre, you remember Toya? Toya Williams? Uh-huh, yes, yeah, yes. Toya is one of my caregivers. I bless her. She was so surprised. And, um, yeah, you know, she's back in Chicago taking care of her mom, who's a dementia mm-hmm. uh, patient. So de- um, each month we choose up with COVID. We used to take, you know, every fourth Sunday I would 
you we would I would treat them out, um, do something, um, take them do the nails uh, or something, and always end it with a meal. Um, but with COVID, that put a brakes on that. So God gave me the 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 idea to we do uh, edible arrangements, and I do the produce, the um, fruit box. So mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. what I've been sending, and so um, they've been loving that. And then Miss Laura Walker teamed up with me. She does. Miss Laura is very gifted um, with cards, and um, she does jewelry too. But cards, so she just sends the card, and then um, I have the edible. Uh, uh, fruit box uh, delivered. So Toya was really surprised. She actually put it on. I went on there Sunday because she told you. She said I put it on Facebook. So she oh. sent me some pictures. But yeah. So um, to all of you, thank you so much for supporting our uh, caregiver um, appreciation club as well. Um, all of my faith partners. I want to always um, know how much we appreciate you. And for those of you who would like to. So a, a seed, um, if you go to the website, you'll see uh, you can do that. Cash App, PayPal, Zelle, they're all there. And we are uh, still accept however you want to do it. If you want to send us a check with uh, snail mail, we'll, t- <laughs> we'll take that too. Because some people are still writing checks and uh, they're easy. I love to the, the take a picture and deposit. And so that's easy too. Um, so, um, as we leave you now, you guys, I want to, um, just say to you, I love you and thank you so much. Um, and I'm sounding off now. This is Miss Mary, your host and holistic wellness coordinator. I want you guys to remember, stay safe, be blessed. Deidre, thank you once again, my dear sister. I love you and appreciate you for taking the time to come on and uh, join me today. And uh, I think we've had a great discussion, a great conversation on um, the spiritual gifts. So, all righty. Thank you. So, peace and blessings, everyone. And remember, guys, invite. And uh, this is no secret. This podcast is no secret. So, you you uh, pray and ask God about your spiritual gifts and use those gifts and discuss this with others because this is the time. This is the season for many things. So, once again, it is an opportunity for you to. Uh, Bring out them gifts and start using them. Yes. Amen. <laughs> Teamwork makes the dream work. Amen. Amen. <laughs> All righty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Be blessed.